Just a minute here, just one minute. There is no way that we've all already forgotten the importance of the backup quarterback position, right? Because there's people out here saying that they would just get rid of Garner Minshew and that that is just a very, very easy decision for them to make because he missed a throw to Tyler Goodson at the end of that game. Just side note, let's see how you act next year when AR inevitably misses a few throws himself, as we saw earlier this year. I can imagine that many of you perhaps would chalk up a moment like that for AR to youth and inexperience or the need to continue to learn and grow, right? As if that type of thing doesn't apply to Garner Minshew himself. Keep in mind, Garner Minshew was drafted in 2019. Sure, that does make him a veteran, but barely, right? There's levels to that type of thing. He's a veteran in the sense that he's preparing to play in the NFL and has gone through the off-seasons, but he's not a veteran in the sense where he's seen it all and done it all. It's not like that, Okay. He was drafted one year before Jordan Love, who is the quarterback of the youngest roster in football, and nobody would accuse of being a veteran in this league. In fact, everyone is giving him a pass for throwing across his body against the 49ers because of that youth and experience and time in the league, okay? So Garner Minshew, I think, deserves a little bit of a break for that, but I can sit here and defend Garner until I'm blue in the face, but I am happy For the sake of getting through to all of you, I am happy to shift the point and shift the discussion just a little bit because it's not my point isn't so much about Garner Minshew as it is about something bigger at large. Perhaps you saw the title of the video because I just get the sense that a lot of you are taking for granted what we just saw, how hard it is to find the backup quarterback in this league that you can trust on any level whatsoever, as well to some degree just forgetting about the past and what we've seen happen here in Indianapolis over the past however many years. So let let's uh, let, let me try to bring it home here. Let, let's just start with this. Let's agree on something really fast, right? You would agree with me that the backup quarterback is very important, right? Right. I, I don't think there's any disagreement there. Where I think the disagreement lies is really in, in a few a few ways, right? One, whether or not Garner Minshew is suitable to be the backup quarterback. We view it as important, should he be the backup? I think after what we saw this season, it is hard. I mean, unless you're nitpicking, listen, unless your expectation for a backup quarterback is unreasonable, it's hard to argue against Garner being a strong backup quarterback option, okay? But there might be disagreement there. There also might be disagreement with literally how we should address that, right? Maybe you think we should let go of Garner Minshew, But then how we address it after that might be the disagreement. And then what is kind of a suitable way to go about doing that? I think that is the heart of the disagreement. I think we're all in agreement that the backup quarterback position is important. Maybe we're not. And I'm happy to explain that a little bit further as to why that's so important. But I think most of us are there. I mean, I see people saying things like, oh, we can just draft one in the mid rounds or or we could just figure it out. I, I, I mean, how can you say that? How can you say that with what we've seen out of the Colts over the past however many years? Need I remind you of how Scott Tolzien came in and played in relief of Andrew Luck? How about Curtis Painter, that son of a bitch, when he came in? The greatest crime that Peyton Manning had ever committed against the city of Indianapolis was when he co-signed Curtis Painter as the starter for the season when he was going through that next surgery. I mean, Curtis Painter was horrific, okay? How about last season? Not the one we just saw. I know that's kind of last season. I'm talking last season 
where we had Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, and Sam Ellinger, uh, short of Sam Ellinger, that was essentially a geriatric, that was a retirement home that we had there back behind center. They were being trotted out. It was like a nightmare. It was like a night terror. You ever had sleep paralysis? That was like my sleep paralysis demon was watching those two go out onto the field every single week. And now in a season where our dazzling rookie quarterback, who's shown a ton of promise, Anthony Richardson, that is, of course, no question about that, goes down our roster as young as it is, and we end up being a win away and perhaps a few calls in a game against the Cleveland Browns. Hate to bring that one back up and be a baby, but that's just what it is, right? From being in the playoffs. And now we're all excited about the direction of this team, and we feel great about this team, as we should, okay? As we should. But we witness the backup quarterback who we invested in and were proactive about getting in the last offseason. We witness him keep us alive, keep the team together, and we're just going to sit here and talk like that didn't just happen and that we could just go and just figure out backup quarterback like one's just going to fall into our lap. For me, I, I take a great exception to kind of the sentiments of Colts Nation when it comes to Garner Minshew and the backup quarterback position as a whole going into the, this offseason. I just think you guys are taking for granted. It's just not that easy. It's not that easy to find a good starter, right? Let alone a good backup. So, you know, the season would have been all but lost is really my point if we had simply taken the approach that many of you are suggesting where, oh, just draft a mid-rounder or, oh, we can just figure it out. If we had taken that approach going into last offseason, one, you would have all been foaming at the mouth because you would have been mad at Chris Ballard for not being aggressive, one. And two, we would have just seen our season just dissolve into smithereens before our very eyes, right? I mean, a little analogy for you, okay? You could have never been into a car accident in your entire life. Now, you can go ahead and you can cheap out on car insurance because of that, because you're not going to get into an accident. All you need is like the minimum level, which is liability. And, uh, you know, if you hit someone, you'll, you'll worry about it when it comes. You could do that. And that's totally fine. But here's the deal you have to make, right? If you choose the worst possible car insurance, when you get into an accident and you're at fault, you can't all of a sudden get mad that uh, you're the one that has to pay for all of it, right? Because that's a decision that you made. You made your bed and now you have to lay in it. That is the situation the Colts will find themselves in if they're not aggressive or at least proactive in making sure that they have a backup quarterback coming on to this team going into next season. So listen, if you don't like Garner Minshew, fine. Do I disagree with you? Yes. But I'm willing to look past it. What I'm not willing to do is allow you guys to talk like we can just treat this position as some sort of afterthought this offseason as if the entire season that we just witnessed wasn't really, you know, in part the story of it was the fact that we had a reliable backup quarterback, okay? So Minshew aside, today I want to talk about three quarterbacks not named Garner Minshew that I'd like to see Indianapolis bring in if they so happen to let him walk away, which so many of you view as just a shoo-in, just of course they're going to let him go, okay? And spoiler alert, by the way, Marcus Mariota, not on this list because I see a lot of people bringing up this the fact that like, oh, you, you, we should have a guy who can run behind Anthony Richardson so we don't have to change the offense, as if that's the only thing that matters when you're talking about a backup quarterback coming into the game. Listen, there is a difference between guys who need the proper infrastructure around them to perform well, right? Maybe guys will be bad in one situation, but you put them with the right coach and the right personnel at the right time in their career. All of these things align together, and that guy can actually come in and play some pretty good football. There's a difference between a guy that stinks, but really that's the situation, and then there's guys that just actually stink and there's no saving them. Marcus Mariota stinks. If the Colts bring in Marcus Mariota, 
I will riot. I'm telling you that right now. If the Colts bring in Marcus Mariota, I will curse that decision up and down until the cows come home. I promise you about that. I'm getting you ready for that now. I hate Marcus Mariota, period. The guy has never been successful anywhere at any point. And when he goes onto the field for the Eagles right now, he looks like a guy that's like one foot in, one foot out, basically retired. So again, let's talk about some of these backup quarterback options this offseason. Very early on this talk, your re-signs aren't done yet. And we don't technically know. We could look at undrafted free agents, but we don't know who's available, who's not available yet. We can guess, but we don't know with any form of certainty. So of course, keep in mind, this is speculative, fluid, all of those things. And let's get into it. But before we do, you know, I have to introduce myself. My name is Justin. This right here is the Ride on the Bench Colts podcast. As always, I ask anyone that is watching on YouTube and enjoying, go ahead, shoot it a like. It's going to help me get out to as many Colts fans as humanly possible. If you're listening to the audio version, go ahead, shoot it a five-star review. Let the people know how much you enjoy the show on YouTube. We are shooting for 3,000 subscribers going into next season. I would love to blow that out of the water, but beggars can't be choosers. We just recently broke 2,000. If you keep coming back and listening, go ahead, subscribe. It's going to help the cause more than you know. But most importantly, let's enjoy the offseason. My promise to you is that I'm going to make this the funnest offseason that you have ever been a part of as an Indianapolis Colts fan. But without further ado, I want to start with the first backup quarterback option that I would like for the Indianapolis Colts, perhaps my favorite of the options, which is why I chose to put him first here. And his name is Ryan Tanhill. We talk about the idea of a veteran presence, right? That's why everyone gets mad at Garner. Oh, he's a veteran. Not a true veteran, in my opinion, but Ryan Tannehill, a true veteran. 35 years of age right now, been in the league a long time, and he's mobile enough. For those of you who think that that is like a concern, Ryan Tannehill can run. Don't forget the season he broke out for the Titans. I don't know how many rushing touchdowns he had, but it was quite a few. Ryan Tannehill can run. He should not be slept on. On that front, it seems with the way Tennessee is handling things right now that his time there is done. They went and drafted Will Levis, got rid of Mike Vrabel. Hard to imagine Tannehill is back on this team. But we have seen him be successful with a running game that we anticipate that we're going to have with Shane Steichen and Jonathan Taylor and whoever else we decide to plug in right there, and some talented wide receiver. They had Corey Davis. They had A.J. Brown. That's when Ryan Tannehill was at his best. Sure, a few years younger, but all the same. We see guys like Joe Flacco coming in, old as dirt. Tannehill ain't that old, 35. He still has a little bit to, to put out there onto the field, in my opinion. Ryan Tannehill, 8-3 all-time versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, 6-1 and one as a member of the Tennessee Titans. For me, we can't beat the Jaguars worth a lick. We've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill. I kind of like the idea of going out, getting him to sit behind Anthony Richardson if we assume that Tannehill is going to walk into a backup role this offseason. And again, for Ryan Tannehill, what's in it for him is the uncomfortable reality is that Anthony Richardson is a guy who we don't know whether or not he's going to be able to stay healthy. Now, we don't want to speak into existence the fact that he won't be able to, but if you're Ryan Tannehill and you're making a decision to go be a backup, you'd like to be in a situation where you might get a chance to start. The Colts, unfortunately, do qualify as one of those if you go there as a backup quarterback. I think Tannehill can actually show that he still has starting-level stuff if he were to go in there with Shane Steichen coaching. So Ryan Tannehill, for me, is like my leading candidate. If it's not to be Garner Minshew, dare I say I would like Tannehill better than Garner Minshew as the backup of the Colts. But Ryan Tannehill is a guy that I really like the idea of him coming in for the Indianapolis Colts this offseason. Curious what you guys think of that. Number two, how about Joshua Dobbs, the crimson brain himself, the, the astrophysicist, the pastronaut, right? Josh Dobbs set the league on fire. Early in this season, and it was without much preparation. We know how much he's bounced around. He was on the Steelers, then he went to the Cardinals, then he went to the Vikings, but really did not get a chance to sit through an entire offseason with a team. And again, 
under the age of 30 years old. I like what Josh Dobbs brings to the table. You give him a full offseason with the guys we have in the building, with Shane Steichen coaching, which is always an important piece in all of this. Josh Dobbs, I think, can be a high, high level backup. Again, I'm meeting you guys in the middle. It doesn't have to be Garner Minshew, but the point is that we need to make sure we're proactive here and we can't leave it up to chance. Josh Dobbs, I think a wonderful option. Third option that I think the Colts can bring in and he could be a great, great fit for us. What about Jacoby Brissett? What about a reunion with Jacoby Brissett? I mean, don't forget, I think a lot of people write him off. In the 2019 season, following Andrew Luck's retirement, we were 5-12 and with a win over the Chiefs, right? Before, rather, 5-2. and two. Did I say 5-1? and one? We were 5-2 and two with a win over the Chiefs before he suffered a knee injury against the Steelers. And after that, they were really never able to pull it back together in that way. But that was with Frank Reich, not Shane Steichen. Jacoby Brissett, I think, missed a week or two with that knee injury at the time, but it was just not the same after that injury. For me, I believe Jacoby Brissett had earned the right, in my opinion, going in, to that 2020 season, when we went and got Phillip Rivers, I was on the bandwagon of, here. actually, here was my plan. Full circle moment right here. And, and I had no show. There's no proof of this. So all you can do is take my word for it. This is what I wanted the Colts to do going into that offseason. I wanted them to give Jacoby Brissett one more chance to go out there and prove that he's potentially the starter. And what I wanted them to do in the 2020 draft was draft Jordan Love out of Utah State. So I wanted them to roll into the season with Jacoby Brissett And Jordan Love let the best man win. That's not how things played out, but that was my idea at the time. Perhaps it would have worked. I don't really know. Lucky we have Anthony Richardson because I think his upside is good as Jordan Love is. Anthony Richardson's upside is on another level. But for me, right there, really the point of the episode, these were just a few guys. I mean, there's a couple of other guys out there. None of them are named Marcus Mariota. That I wouldn't mind as the backup quarterback of the Colts, but make no mistake, we can't just sit here and treat this one like an afterthought. And that's really the point of the entire episode. If you got nothing from this episode, if you don't agree with any of my backup quarterback options, that's fine. But what really I feel it's important that you do agree with is that we need to be proactive in making sure that this position is on lockdown when it's all said and done this offseason. But without further ado, that was the episode. My name is Justin. This right here was the Riding the Bench Colts podcast. As always, go Colts.